The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. Welcome to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCoon. I serve as pastor of Zion Church. We're a congregation of believers who trust in the simple message of God's sovereign grace, where families come together to worship God in spirit and in truth through the simplicity of preaching, praying, and singing. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. If you live in the Gordo area or if you are visiting in the area, please join us for worship. We meet every Sunday at 1030 a.m. and 5 p.m. and on the first and third Wednesday evenings at 630 p.m. Today's message is the first half of a sermon by Brother John Morgan Owens on the subject of light. Brother John Morgan takes us through the scriptures on this subject, showing us that even from the beginning, God is the creator and source of all light. And ultimately, he's going to show us that we ought to be the lights of the world because of the light which God has placed within us. But first, we have a song selection that I hope you enjoy. After the song, please stay tuned for another message of God's sovereign grace from the Zion Primitive Baptist Church pulpit. Genesis chapter 1. 
I want to get started there. Genesis 1, Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, something I want us to pause and, and catch real quick is that God in creation, you know, Brother Mike Ivey preached not too long ago about God, the, the mystery of, of, of God, the mystery of godliness, and the beauty of the fact that God always existed. That's something that I cannot comprehend. I can, I can do my best to understand eternity in the future, right? <laughs> that, that we will spend eternity with him. But I, I can't quite understand that God has always existed from eternity past. Now that's something I can't, I can't understand. But he always existed, but then he chose to create the world that we see. And notice that the first thing that he created wasn't light. He actually created heaven and earth before there was even light there. But then in verse 3, And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. So God creates light. I'm so glad he created light. You know, I think some of you prefer to probably sleep in absolute, total, abyss-like darkness. That is not me, okay? If, if, if I wake up in total darkness, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose it, you know? I, I'm, I'm not necessarily scared of the dark, okay? But I'm scared of what I can't see in the dark, if that makes sense, right? Because <laughs> uh, there could be something there you won't even know. So... I'm not saying that I have to have a nightlight, but I prefer it not to be a total blackness, okay? There's something about darkness that I think we would all agree is a bit unsettling. We, we as children of light, we, we like the light. We like joy. We like the things that light represents, right? I've, I've told y'all so many times about how you know, when you're sick at nighttime, it's way worse. But if, you know, once the, once the daylight begins to break and that hope kind of comes, it's something about it, right? Maybe it's just me. Y'all know I'm crazy. But uh, anyway, so God saw the light that he created, and he saw that it was good. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. Let me keep reading. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the, second in, uh, and the evening and the morning were the second day. Now, I've heard Brother Buddy preach on this, um, about what's going on here. I'm not going to go into that right now. Let's go to uh, verse 15. Uh, verse 14, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let there be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. So notice, there was light already, but God had not yet created the sun, the moon, the stars. And then he says, And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights. This is where I want us to pay attention here. 
he made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. Oh, and he made the stars also. <laughs> so easy for God to do one of the most amazing things ever, just throw out the stars into space. But what I want us to pay attention to is these two great lights. First off, we see in creation that he said, let there be light, and there was light. He didn't have to make the sun in order for there to be light. There was just light. But then what he does is he, takes, he, he makes these two great lights for us to have to, to determine the night and the day. He gives us the sun and the moon. That's amazing. Um, you know, those, those nights you know, where that darkness comes in, and, you, and I said I'm crazy. I may, I may be the only one up here that feels this. But when the nighttime comes, it's just, it's just kind of a, a bit of a, a sad time. And then you see that moon shining, right? And then it's like, well, there's still... God is still on His throne, and there is still joy out there right uh, and then there's the sun of course when the sun comes up you can't really hide from that and I think I, I want us to talk about light today there's there's light that occurs all through scripture it can mean a lot of different things and I want us to kind of uh, go about looking at it as looking at these two great lights and I think it'll make sense as we go along uh, John uh, chapter 1. John chapter 1. If you want to turn over there, I'm going to read a few words that, that, that the Lord gave uh, to John here. Of course, we know this, this passage. This is where it says, In the beginning was the Word, talking about Jesus Himself. We're going to skip down uh, to verse 4, though, just for the sake of time. In Him, in Jesus Christ, was life, and the life was the light of men. He's saying that Jesus is the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Jesus Christ is light in the midst of darkness of this world. And John 8, just a few, few pages over, if you want to go there with me, Jesus says as much. John 8 and verse 12, I want you to, to hear the words of our Savior. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light. Another place, he says in, in John 9, you don't have to turn there, John 9 and verse 5, he says, as long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. So we get, this, we get this image right out the gate here of these two great lights. One of them, one of the great lights in this world is Jesus Christ himself. He says, I am the light of the world. Do you, do you feel like we live in a world of darkness? You know, I see the darkness. I feel the darkness. It's, now, I don't feel it so much here today. And, and that's for some reasons that I think we'll get to here in a minute. But, but Monday morning comes, and I'm out there, and I'm, I'm trudging along out there in the world. I'm trying to make a living for my family. 
I'm, I'm brushing across situations of total darkness. And you, and you feel it. It's, it's amazing how you feel as if you're, you're coming down from a mountain down into this deep, dark valley. But Jesus Christ is the light of the world. You want to experience light in the midst of darkness? Then you need to attach yourself to Christ. You need to hold on to Him. Now I think we'll, I think we'll address this also. There is a sense in which Jesus Christ, the light of the world, has shined on your darkness. The blackness of your heart has shed light on it and given you life in the new birth. But there's a sense now, now that I am a born-again child of God, a child of light, I want to be walking next to my Savior, feeling His light shining on me. Isaiah chapter 9. I'll, I'll uh, follow the Lord's leading. I'm going to go a little out of order of what I intended to, but that's okay. <clears throat> Isaiah 9, and we'll look at verse 1. Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was in her vexation. He's talking about the afflictions of Israel. And we are Israel. I hope you see that. We as God's people are spiritual Israel. And we have been in darkness. It says, nevertheless, the dimness, the, the gloom, the darkness shall not be such as was in her vexation. And when at the first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, and afterward did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan and Galilee of the nations. Now notice this. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. Now this is talking about Jesus coming for us. Jesus coming to this world, being that ray of light, that source of light, in the midst of the darkness of your sin, coming in to save you from your sins. We often read this passage and we think about it prophetically and speaking about the, the first coming of Christ when He came to be born to die for us on the cross. But listen, listen let me tell you this. It speaks of His second coming too. Because even now, even now you sit here cloaked in the blood of Christ. You realize that you're born again. You realize that you're His. But I still sit in darkness and in gloom of this sinful world and in my sins. Don't you feel it? You see the news. You see what's going on and you say, man, there is no hope in this world. It is darkness. There is coming a day, child of God, when we that walk in darkness will see a great light. When Jesus Christ comes again to get us and we get to be with Him forever. That's the day I'm looking forward to. That's the day that I, I wish was today. Maybe it will be. Maybe it is. As Brother Chris says, we ought to live as if it is. As if we're 30 seconds away from the resurrection. From His return. Because one day we will be. <laughs> and it may be today. If that's something that, that uh, 
makes you scared. <laughs> I've been there. Look, I've been there where, you know, the preaching of the return of Christ is seen as this scary thing that he could come like a thief in the night. And he may come today, and you don't want to be caught in sin when he comes, right? <laughs> no, when, when Jesus comes, when Jesus comes again, it will be the single greatest moment that you have ever experienced in your life as one look of His face will drive all the darkness in your life away. And you look upon Him. That's a day that we can be excited about. Now, if you'll turn with me also to 2 Samuel. The book of 2 Samuel. And we'll look at uh, chapter 23. Well, what's happening here is that King David is giving his last address to the people. And I believe that the Lord is giving him an unction of the Spirit. What's happening here is that he is giving more than just kind advice of an aged king to his people. <laughs> he is seeing some things from the Lord. He is giving some prophetic, beautiful statements about the coming of Christ. And these be the last words of David. David, the son of Jesse, said, And the man who was raised up on high, the anointed of the God of Jacob, and the sweet psalmist of Israel said, The Spirit of the Lord spake by me, and His word was in my tongue. The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spake to me. He that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. And He shall be as the light of the morning. What He is He talking about? <laughs> he is talking about Jesus Christ, the light of the world, that great light. He shall be as the light of the morning when the sun riseth, even a morning without clouds. As the tender grass springing out of the earth by clear shining after rain. Man, what a beautiful image. You've got this image of a night of rain followed by this, this morning sun coming up in a cloudless sky. The coming of Jesus Christ, the light of the world, will be like a beautiful, cloudless, sunny morning. That's what it was like when He came to you in the new birth. In the midst of darkness of your heart, He came in and He shined forth to you. That's how it's also going to be when He comes again. Now, 2 Peter 1, if you'll go there too, it's, it's on this same uh, line of thinking. These, it's amazing how you can find passages from all over the place that have the exact same feel to it. And it's amazing because according to man's thinking, this Bible that we have here was, was penned by many different authors. <laughs> but the same Spirit of God infused them 
and, and brought this together. And so you feel, you feel the same Spirit of God preaching to you and speaking to you through this. Second uh, Peter chapter 1 and verse 19. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Man. He says what this is, the gospel. We have a more sure word of prophecy. We have this Bible, this teaching that God has given us to live by. And what he says it's like, he says it's like having a lamp, a little a, a light in your house in, in the darkness, in the nighttime. Of course, the Lord also teaches us that in the Psalms. He says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The, the idea that the Bible is something to give you light to live by. You ever stumbled through darkness trying to find the light switch? Or, or maybe when the power goes out and you go through the house and you just by habit flip the light switches anyway and then you forget the, that the power's out and then you have to stumble through to try to find something isn't it so much easier when you've got a lamp you've got a light to guide your feet that's what the bible is these teachings are not just uh nice sayings these are this is how we ought to live our lives by and so he's saying that's what this more sure word of prophecy is it is a light to have in, in your home in the dark night. But he said, it, it's, it's nothing. <laughs> it is nothing in comparison. That little lamp that you've got in the midst of darkness, it may seem like it's really bright until the morning comes and the sun breaks over the horizon and you see glory <laughs> and you see true light. That's what it's going to be like when Jesus comes again and that light of the world breaks through this darkness and all the light sources that we've had in this life are going to be just dim little things in comparison. You know, the stars are beautiful. They're, they're br bright, great shining lights out there in, in the universe. You know, and, and we've talked about this before. If you, were to, if you were to get closer to them, you would realize that they're actually ginormous. The fact that we can see them from, from incalculable distances is because they're so big. But did you know, you know, when the sun comes up in the morning, we don't see the stars. And why is that? Do the stars roll around to the backside of the earth? No, the stars are right there where they were. The deal is a greater light comes up and absolutely dwarfs them. You can't even see them anymore because they get washed out in the glory of that greater light. That's what it's going to be like. We think that this worship service, we think that annual meetings, we think that the times that we have where we feel the Lord, it, we think those are great right now. They are. 
they are, they are bright lights in the midst of our dark homes, but they're going to be nothing. <laughs> All of that is just going to be washed out <laughs> by the glory of God when you actually see Him. That's something we can look forward to. That all of the darknesses that you've walked through in this life, all of it is going to be but a light affliction, a light thing when you see Him and when you spend time with Him. In Exodus uh, 10, you don't have to turn there. Exodus 10, this is when the Lord was sending those plagues on Egypt. And then they came to this one peculiar plague. It was the plague of darkness, right? Where there was no light over the whole land of Egypt. And that's, that's ominous. That's oppressive. It, it reminds me of when, when Jesus was on the cross for those, those three hours that the, that the Lord sent darkness over the land. You see a lot of a lot of parallels between the plagues of Egypt and the crucifixion of Christ. Maybe we can look at that sometime. One of them is that darkness that fell. So darkness falls over Egypt. It's dark everywhere. You know, uh, I, I believe that Sister Michelle was saying they're going to Alaska soon. You know, Alaska has periods where it's nighttime for, for multiple weeks, and then it's daytime for multiple weeks. I mean, that would just be crazy, right? I would love, I think I would love to experience daytime for a steady few weeks. That would be pretty nice. But nighttime for a few weeks, I mean, that would, I don't care how stout you are, that would eventually start to wear on you, right? <laughs> you know, you get, everybody get depressed. But what happened in Egypt was that even in the midst of this plague of darkness, what did we see happen? It said, and there were lights and the houses of the Israelites, that even in the midst of darkness, God did not leave His children afflicted in the same ways that the world is afflicted. He, he allowed them to have lights in their houses. Can you imagine coming in from total darkness into, into the home with your family, and your family's got a light there? And you all gather around that light and you're able to escape the darkness together. I mean, I've, I've experienced that with my family so many times. That they were a shelter to me. A light for me in the midst of a dark world. That's what we ought to be to our families. That's what we ought to be to each other. We ought to be a shelter. A place of light in the midst of darkness. But even so... <laughs> I, I, I guarantee you that, that none of those Israelites, when the Lord turned the lights back on and showed them what real light was really like, <laughs> that they would say, man, I want to go back to that time of darkness where we were sitting there huddled around a light together, <laughs> right? My point is that in this world, we are walking through darkness, but we have come here together today to huddle around a little bit of light that God has given us. That He has not left us in the dark. He has given us His Word. He's given us His Spirit for light in the midst of darkness. But all of this, as bad as life is, as good as this could be, all of it is nothing in comparison 
So when we see Him, and when we're with Him, and we experience the glory of unmitigated goodness and light. Due to the constraints of time, we will stop the message here. But please join us tomorrow for the conclusion of this message. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. That's zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismacool at gmail.com. That's the letter J. C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.